Heavy metal was first introduced to me when I heard For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica on the car ride home from school in the third grade. I was instantly hooked by the downtuned guitarist, heavy bass, and dark lyrics. A common misconception about heavy metal is that it doesn't require talent because it's just noise, or the lyrics aren't meaningful. However, bands such as Black Sabbath and Motley Crue commonly incorporate elements of storytelling in their lyrics, which can be analyzed through the perspectives of Ford's theories in psychology. Record makes similar claims in his article. It's even common to see the metal community and scene be accused of misogyny or racism, most likely due to the predominantly white fans and how these fans engage in very violent behavior in concert mosh pits. However, these are nothing but examples of anecdotal evidence. If the people who made these claims delve deep into hip-hop and pop lyrics, they wouldn't single out metal. In addition to the typical heavy metal, heavy metal of the late 1970s and early 1980s, such as thrash metal, are splintering from metal's generic sound. Some styles have gained a numerically smaller but loyal body of fans, such as the subgenre called progressive metal. The offer gives insight to the fact that many metal fans don't listen exclusively to the most well-known artists. Metal fans are instead known to discover subgenres as gent and metalcore, which have less fans than mainstream heavy metal. On page 85, the core mentions that these subgenres have been forming ever since the late 1970s and early 1980s. This is primarily due to the rise of hair metal in the 1980s, causing the metal scene to attain a mainstream appeal with the image it created. Katarba 1994 suggests that themes in today's metal music illustrate the postmodernization of rock and roll. Hence, it is important to address the important thematic and aesthetic changes that have occurred in the metal music genre since the early 1990s. Misogyny, decadence are largely absent from the contemporary forms of the genre. Refavolich, on page 21, analyzes the topics and the lyrics and overall scene of stereotypical metal and has found that was once intrinsic to the genre's lyrical style is now fading away. I've noticed this on my own, listening to both 1980s metal bands and modern metal bands of the 2000s and 2010s. I noticed the emphasis on sex, drugs, and a rock and roll lifestyle not being common lyrical themes. Instead, most modern metal bands are placing more focus on groovy instrumentals, introductions, and sections, and relatable lyrics in order to appeal to a wider range of listeners. They made these stylistic changes at the turn of the century to draw in new fans to the genre to combat catchy pop hooks and hip-hop beats. The setting for them is much different than preceding albums. Rather than taking place on the city streets, King Diamond's new album is bound with domestic space. The entirety of the album is in a family mansion and involves primarily family members. Lynn's article is one of many examples showing how heavy metal's decline in popularity at the turn of the century has forced bands to try implementing new things whether they are new subgenres, new album concepts, or copying the style of another artist, because only classic bands such as ACDC or Black Sabbath can base their entire career off a signature sound. The three albums examined here explore different ways masculinity is constructed with and against the paternal function. The dramatic storytelling devices of these albums reveal heavy metal to be a side of contestation in which masculinity worked out in a variety of forms. Lind has found the common theme of masculinity in Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue, Fighting the World by Man O' War, and Abigail by King Diamond. The presence of masculine themes conforms to the stereotypical view of heavy metal. However, all three of these albums were released in the 1980s, which makes any claim of inherent misogyny or sexism in the metal community invalid, 
for at least the new wave of heavy metal. Furthermore, these, re these reoccurring themes of masculinity obviously have more to do with violence than anything else. This can be explained by the value of shock factor. You also see the shock factor in hip-hop music. Rappers will include graphic phrases or stories to attract a certain fan base. And before the rise of the internet in the 1980s and 1990s, violent lyrical themes were viewed as very crass and inappropriate. Nowadays, we basically accept the, the perversion of media, especially music. Explicit lyrics can be found anywhere from hip-hop, heavy metal, pop, or EDM music. The fact that perversion of music is so widespread makes one wonder why heavy metal is always blamed for satanic, inappropriate, or misogynistic themes, when nowadays it can be found anywhere.